Hey there, welcome to this episode of Tennessee Farm to Family. Let our team of extension agents bring the farm to your family. We'll explore all things agriculture and talk about how it gets to your table, fridge, or pantry. Meet farmers, stomp out misinformation, and grab a sneak peek into agri-search and outreach efforts. On this episode of Tennessee Farm to Family, we will discuss fall vegetable gardening in Tennessee. Today we have with us Mr. Lee Sammons, Extension Agent in Hardeman County, and myself, Celeste Scott, Extension Agent in Madison County. Um, we both focus on the area of horticulture and are happy to be with you all today. So, Lee, could you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and background with vegetables? Yes, Celeste, I grew up on a vegetable farm in Hardeman County uh, near Whiteville, Tennessee, and I'm involved in vegetables production in my work in Extension. I work with a lot of the farmers who bring your produce to the farmers market here in Jackson and Memphis and Cayville and Bolivar and uh, all over West Tennessee. So we work closely with all of those farmers. Excellent. So I'll say uh, for my part here in Madison County, I assist mainly homeowners who are vegetable gardening, you know, in their backyards, um, small gardens, raised beds, things of that nature. Um, but I was actually raised on a production row crop farm here in West Tennessee, and we truck cropped tomatoes and corn when All I was right. growing up. Yeah, so I've got quite a, a bit of experience going to the farmer's market and peddling those goods and know those struggles that those guys face. So today we're we're happy to be here with you all and talk a little bit about getting ready for your fall vegetable garden. And it seems a little counterintuitive because, like, how hot is it today? Well, it's about 95 degrees out there. <laughs> heat index about 100 degrees, so it's a little hard to think about cool season crops. Um, but in reality, this is the time of year that we need to get things going, especially, you know, here in West Tennessee. Um, uh, when we're trying to think about getting those cool season crops ready for our vegetable gardens. So, um, we're just kind of jump into things. We're gonna kind of uh, hit a few topics. We're gonna talk about our best plant choices for fall vegetable gardening. And then we're gonna talk a little bit about timing. So when you should be getting these different crops in and some of the challenges that homeowners could face with that. Um, and then we're just going to wrap things up with some helpful resources that you all can use at home and uh, refer back to help you with some of the guidelines that we're going to kind of talk about today. So Lee, when we're talking about our best plant choices for our fall cool season gardens here in West Tennessee, um, you know, what are some things that we need to keep in mind? Well, you know, cool season crops are called that because they mature when the season gets cooler. Uh, and some of those that we need to keep in mind, one of the biggest challenges we have uh, is getting the seedlings started because it is 95 degrees out there. So keeping them watered and keeping shade and keeping them cool and get the germination started. But now is the time we need to think in terms of some of the cool season crops like planting our mustard and our kale and those are the type of things that you can uh, direct seed in the field. Uh, if you were growing grow broccoli or some of the other brassica, cabbage, and cauliflower, uh, you need to probably already started your seed just a little bit, or you can still do it now. Um, but it takes about six weeks for those seedlings to get up big enough to really transplant into your garden. So uh, that's a challenge right now in getting those seedlings growing in this heat. Excellent. So uh, for those who aren't sure, I'm going to give us a few little definitions. So when we're talking about these cool season crops, essentially we're talking about vegetable plants 
that um, are more tolerant of temperatures below 32 degrees. So when we're talking about warm season crops, those would be things like tomatoes and squash. And when we get down to those um, 32 degree um, temperatures and we've got frost and freeze involved, those crops are not going to tolerate it at all. Um, but these cool season crops can, and some of them actually thrive when we have temperatures lower, sure. lower than that. So that's kind of what we're referring to when we're talking about these cool season crops. And Lee had mentioned to me earlier when he and I were talking uh, pointed out that they really thrive as these temperatures begin to cool, obviously down from our 95 degree August daytime temperatures, but especially when those nighttime temperatures begin to get lower than our daytime temperatures, um, uh, quite significantly lower. So I know this time of year we might have a, an evening where it's 10:30 at night and it's still 84 degrees outside right. and and that's not what really what we're talking about but as as the year progresses we are going to see those temperatures especially the nighttime temperatures dip down and those are the types of growing environments that these cool season crops uh, really really like um, so let's introduce everybody to kind of the big three I like to call them the big three groups of these um, cool season crops. So I'll start off with the first one. A lot of people, we refer to them uh, casually as coal crops. And I know like, you know, the old timers will call them cold with a D, cold crops, which makes sense, right? They're right. cool season plants. But really the term is coal, C-O-L-E, coal crops. And that encompasses a huge family of plants. That's the Brassicaceae family. So we are looking at a wide range of plants that are used for a wide range of like different, we utilize different parts of the plant. So for things like turnips, mustards, collards, cabbage, those are all Brassicaceae that we use for the leaf, right? We harvest them, we're eating the leaves of that particular plant. And um, then we get into cabbages, I'm um, not cabbages, broccolis, cauliflowers, um, and those are things that we are harvesting the flowering head of, you know, before they've gone to seed. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, uh, kohlrabi, that would be right. another excellent example, except that's a modified stem. And the plant itself looks real crazy. Uh, how do, do you think that that is a widely used plant here in West Tennessee, kohlrabi? Not uh, widely used, but it is gaining in uh, influence in uh, seeing more being production as more consumers at the farmer's market are learning about kohlrabi and the benefits and uh, as we become more multicultured, we're seeing more introduction. I just remember, you know, growing up, uh, I never saw that you right. know, as an option at a farmer's market. I've never grew it myself, but now, like you said, it's becoming more commonplace. So if you haven't tried that, give it a try. There's lots of fun recipes to try out and different ways to use it in cooking. So that, that will be a neat one. Um, so that kind of rounds out those cold crop categories. Yeah. Where, where would you go next? Um, when you're talking about the parts of the plant that we eat, being the broccoli and the cauliflower, actually are the flower part. I know we're meeting 4-H clubs, I always ask the kids, who wants to eat flowers? Yeah. Uh, so but, and then we get into what is uh, the broccoli is actually the flower part that you're eating. Uh, we also can grow leafy crops uh, in the fall of the year. They do really well. Uh, you can plant your uh, lettuce. There's different types of varieties of uh, lettuce that you can plant. Uh, spinach does well. Uh, this time of year. Uh, one tip on growing spinach from seed, if you would put it in the refrigerator and keep it refrigerated for about a week, 
it increases your germination uh, on the spinach. So you might try that if you've had difficulty in growing spinach uh, from seed in your garden. Neat trick uh, of the trade right there, right. folks. Uh, Swiss chard is another one that has very colorful leafy uh, foliage that we also eat, but we also can use it as ornamental in our flowering parts in the fall of the year uh, with our pansies and other uh, flowering fall crops that we have. Um, but those are some of the leafy vegetables or leafy crops that we can grow. We also have root crops like the radish and uh, that's one of the shortest blooming like in maturing rather uh, in about 45 days you can actually have a vegetable that you can put in your salad uh, and eat in your own uh, vegetable salad. Cool, uh, radish. Right, and you can grow those in a flower pot or you can grow them in a flower bed uh, either way. Uh, also turnips, uh, beets and carrots or other root crops that we can grow uh, in the fall of the year. I'll, I'll add that to that uh, root crop category. You know, if we're thinking about the most appropriate places to plant some of these, um, you may have had issues growing carrots if you're in West Tennessee. And I'll say that's because they don't particularly prefer um, very heavy soils, very heavy clayey soils, which I'm sure most of you um, may have in your growing areas. But if that is what you, or if you do have those heavier grounds, you can always do um, radish and turnips. They seem to be quite a bit more tolerant of those heavier soils um, and don't have any problems penetrating right down through there. So if you're if you're wishing to have some beautiful carrots, maybe maybe do as Lee said, try those in a raised bed where um, the soil is more friable and loose or even maybe in a container where you can uh, control the consistency um, and texture of that soil. So, so those are kind of the big three. We've got the group of cold crops, we've got those leafy crops, and then finally rounding things out with root crops. So if you thought that you were gonna be limited in the amount of things that you could grow in the fall, I would have to say that you would be sadly mistaken because you've got lots and lots of great options um, of, of vegetables that we can we can do well with here in Tennessee. Um, so Lee had mentioned, had touched on this a little bit earlier, but let's talk a little bit now, Lee, about um, timing of planting. So seeds versus transplants, and, and why is it so important that people are, are thinking about starting their fall gardens right now in the heat of August. Why could, I mean, you know, people just aren't gonna be able to wrap their head around that. Explain that to us a little right. bit. Right, the, the, what you need to look at is the timing that it takes the seed from germination to maturity of the crop. Uh, and so you, you kind of back up when the cool season starts and we get into the 32 degree temperature, uh, then you need to start your seed early enough that your crop will have time to mature. Uh, before we get into that 32 degree temperature. Um, and not everybody can start them from seed, but you can find them in uh, your farm supply stores and the plant places, nurseries, uh, transplants a lot of the broccoli and the cabbage and cauliflower. Some of the other things like radishes, you're not gonna find transplants, but you can start those very easily from seed um, yourself. Uh, so, so for some of those crops, if they miss the window for starting things from seed, and so they're not, they don't actually get fall gardens on their radar till like late September or October, they really need to just bypass the option of starting things from seed and go straight to what's available via transplant. That's Correct. right. Okay. Right. Awesome. Um, we like to get our cauliflower and, and uh, broccoli transplants in the ground, uh, say the September the fifteenth to March, October the 1st being your 
kind of cut off dates uh, there. So you can still grow a good crop of broccoli and cauliflower. And those two vegetables really do better in the fall of the year than they do in the spring because we're going into cool season and they are cool season vegetables where when we set them out in the spring, we're going into the heat of the summer and they don't do as well. So. Uh, they can't tolerate that fluctuation. That makes sense because in the spring, you know, we'll have these um, warm spells. You know, the temperature is cool overall, but then it'll warm up and then it'll get cool again. And so that those the cauliflower and broccoli just don't like that up and down movement. They just like that consistently right and, and they'll bolt and start the flower once you start getting into the heat ah. of the summer that's the reason people set out broccoli or cauliflower too late in the winter while it just went to flower did not make a head and right. that's the reason on that okay good yeah. so if you've been struggling with those two crops in your early spring gardens give them a whirl here in your fall garden and see if we have some um some better results um, Lee, you already, we already kind of covered some of the challenges that homeowners might face if we're trying to start our own seeds. You know, the temperatures are just super hot outside. Right. And then also trying to keep those seeds evenly, uh, the moisture, moisture um, even in those. And I'll say moisture is going to be very important even with our fall crops once you get them transplanted um, because fall can be one of the dry seasons that we have here in Tennessee. And sometimes <laughs> you can't ever tell I'm, I'm done with rules of thumb in west tennessee you just never know what the temperature is going to do um but it can be a dry season and so it could be helpful to have some irrigation options in place for these cool season crops um because the majority of them actually have fairly shallow root systems you Correct. know compared to warm season vegetables tomatoes put on a root system two feet deep so they can go deep down into the soil profile to find that moisture that's there whereas these um these cool season crops can't do that so those are you know we've got several challenges but it can it can be done um, and if you find it too challenging, then just go with transplant options. Right. And every year is going to be different because the way that our cool nights come in, if we don't have really any killing frosts uh, very early, then mm -hmm. they may harden off gradually. Or if we have warm season up until uh, November Thanksgiving or sometime, and then we drops down to 23 or 24, then the plant hadn't hardened off its cells uh, to take the cold as well. So that may be why if you had broccoli or something earlier in previous years uh, and it didn't do very well, try it again. This may have been just the weather conditions, not your uh, situation. Not something that you did. That's huh? right. Not your, <laughs> not your fault, totally. Well, I feel like we've kind of gone over the basics as far as, you know, what we should grow, things to look out for as far as timing goes. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, where can we grow these? And so we've touched on it a bit, um, but conventional gardening, obviously, in the ground, whether you are using tillage or some type of uh, plastic mulch or organic mulching system, obviously we can grow these um, well in those types of systems. Or you could also, it's a good challenge to a raised bed this time of year, you know, they You've been sitting there, wish I had a raised bed. Well, this would be a good incentive to make a raised bed because you can uh, grow the cool season crops and that would also make it very easy to cover these crops if we have a light frost, which sometimes we do have that in uh, October. Mm -hmm. And then we don't have another killing frost till late November. So if you had some cover protection on these uh, crops, uh, that would carry, extend your season even further. Well, have you ever tried to grow any of these cool season crops in containers, just like in pots on a porch? And maybe if you don't have the area to do a raised bed. Right. If you've got a pot, I mean, you can grow your salad in uh, a container. 
Uh, you can buy the muslin mixed types of lettuce that you can see directly into your pots and you can harvest. And the nice thing about some of the lettuce and uh, mustard and those type things, you can clip and it regrows. And you clip ah. it again, it regrows again. So it's not a one time and done. So it continues to grow. Excellent. Mm -hmm. That's a really, that's an awesome idea because it's just kind of giving back all, right. all winter, fall and winter long. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll have to add, do not overlook your landscape. I, last year I plugged in some um, giant green cabbages and purple cabbage. What else did I use? I think I used some um, curly kale. Um, the Swiss chard, right. I used neon lights as a particular series. It has all these uh, different colors. The ribs are like yellows and oranges, reds and kind of some maroon colors. And then the veins uh, continue those color patterns through big, big green leaves. And so those can be really pretty and add a lot of interest to an otherwise ugly winter garden. <laughs> what more can you ask out of your garden if it's beautiful all the time and then you can also eat it. So I know. Uh, and, and I think people have coined that. There's a term they call it foodscaping. foodscaping. So we're landscaping with, with edibles and so that's always a, a fun thing just to try out something new. So I guess today we're just going to kind of wrap things up with some resources and publications that you all can take with you from here to look up some of these um, seeding charts, planting date charts that we've kind of been referencing through our talk. Our talk. Um, I would urge you to go and visit uthort.com. This is a repository for all of our horticulture-related information from the University of Tennessee, and it is very easy to search. There's a search terms box at the top, or things are organized by topic. So if you know you want to find information about vegetable gardening, you just click on that vegetable gardening module and it brings up all the publications that we have available to you. Um, so I'm going to stress one that I always use in vegetable gardening talks and, um, and you'll be able to find all of the planting chart information that you would want to have, not only for fall gardening, but for spring and summer as well. It's the Tennessee Vegetable Garden Series, and this particular subset in the series is called Garden Planning, Plant Preparation, and Planting. The three P's, triple P's. Right. <laughs> planning, plant preparation, and planting. Uh, so please go to uthort.com, search that vegetable garden um, section, find that publication so that you'll be able to have all of those chart references that we talked about. Okay, and also fall is a time you should be doing your soil testing in your garden for next spring's crop as well as your fall crop now. So you want to test your garden to find out where your uh, pH and your other elements are in your soil uh, so you'll be successful when you do a, a fall garden or your spring gardening. And you also want to get, make sure, that if, even if you're not going to be doing a fall garden, that you clear off your spring and summer garden and get, don't let the weeds go to seed and make a seed bank in your garden. So um, that's a fall activity you should be doing, uh, whether you're even growing a fall garden or not. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, you all, for listening today. We hope that you continue to follow us and learn more from UTTSU Extension. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.